of the show. You're listening to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix and living like it matters. My man Willie Gibson is on with me, of course, and uh, I'm living like it matters. And what matters to me, I have to say two words, a man's name, Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer, as I'm sure all of you by now have have heard here in uh, in Arizona, it's 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and uh, uh, back east is... Uh, uh, people are leaving work, so it's about four. So you've known since early this morning that uh, coach has stepped down. He started making phone calls, and uh, he's going to call it a career at this time. And um, to some folks on the inside, probably was expected. To those on the outside, it was a little unexpected, kind of caught them sideways, but uh, big news anyway. So, uh, Willie, let's jump right into it, man. Uh, Coach decided it's uh, it's time for him to to, to hang it up, and uh, I'm sure there's a, a couple different things that people are talking about as to why, uh, you know, as the cloud of dust from the domestic violence disputes of which uh, one of his former coaches on his staff was involved in, uh, and there's also the health issues that, that that he's very much concerned about, and and it's of course the, the tarnish meant that possibly it is a stain on a university by the way things were handled with the domestic violence dispute um, or allegations of a former coach that perhaps maybe uh, Coach Meyer knew about and was suspended. And uh, maybe he didn't like the way it was handled. He didn't like the way he was handled. People didn't like the way it was handled. University, board of directors. I think a board of director member stepped down and resigned, I think, as a matter of fact. So go ahead, Willie, give us your perspective and some of the things you may have heard there in Columbus. Sure. Um, yeah, it's definitely, uh, uh, although it was expected, we've heard rumblings of, of his health issues uh, throughout the season. Um, it's still a shock. It's still a shock when you, you hear first thing this morning that Urban Meyer has decided to retire from coaching. Um, and in his press conference, he kind of reiterated that and expounded on some things. We all knew, as I said earlier, this, this season, uh, as far as the health um, issues he's having. He has an arachnoid cyst on his brain uh, that he had a procedure done in uh, 2014 to uh, drain it and relieve some pressure off of uh, off of his brain. Um, and we all thought, based on uh, information that was received, that he began this year to uh, have some additional issues with that that uh, that cyst. Uh, causing um, extreme headaches, and you see him on the sideline become a, a week-to-week thing when the, the camera would catch him on the sideline hunched over and holding his head and things of that nature uh, caused a lot of uh, concern. But it was it was uh, revealed today and, and very enlightening that he actually disclosed that the issue began in the 2017 season during the Penn State game. And that was in October of 2017. So he's been dealing with this a lot longer than than a lot of people uh, may have known or realized. And uh, just got to a point where in the last couple of weeks, he he and uh, athletic director Gene Smith uh, meet weekly and uh, discussed it. And over the last uh, two to three weeks, it was decided that, you know, it was time to uh, to step aside. Well, you know, I, I will say one thing for sure. I recall a game, I think it was Indiana, I saw, and uh, Urban dropped to his knees. And um, it was frightening to me, and it was scary. And it took me back to a very dark place in my life because I, I don't know. Uh, there's some folks out there, of course, who know that um, I retired from the NFL with a neck injury. But prior to a neck injury, um, I was suffering from 
cluster headaches. And um, cluster headaches are actually called, if you look them up, they identify them as suicide headaches. And, and I was suicidal myself. Uh, a dear friend of mine witnessed one night where I I went to him, you know, for help. Basically, uh, Jerry Robinson and I, I told we call him Jr. Uh, Jr. You know, man, I'm, you know, I was thinking about jumping out the window, you know, and uh, but but what happens is those headaches they attack you, and it's like somebody stabs you right in the side of you know of your head, and it's the worst pain you ever feel. And so when I saw Urban drop to his knee like that and holding his head and rubbing his head like that. I, I, I'd heard before about him having a problem, uh, maybe a tumor or something in his, you know, in his head, in his brain, uh, that may have been an issue that they had addressed. And, and I immediately thought that, you know, something was happening. And, and of course, we know Willie football being so stressful, you can only imagine, you know, the additional stress that he, you know, has in his life as a coach, as opposed to a person who maybe goes to what we would call a normal job, nine to five be it at management, the CEO, or president, or whatever, I think it's a little different kind of pressure. And, of course, uh, he, you know, that in the end of the game was not too many weeks after, of course, his, his return. So um, I think first and foremost for me, just as a decent human being, the first thing I'm concerned about, the hell with football, is the man's health. That's the mo- We get one life here on this earth. I believe that, of course, uh, there's a life uh, afterwards in heaven. We're going to enjoy it. But uh, here on this earth, get one. And he needs to enjoy it. He has, uh, I know he has children. I think one of his daughters a couple years ago, when my daughter was at Ohio State, uh, was visiting. I think his daughter either was in school or about to attend. Uh, Is his daughter still at the Ohio State University, Willie, or is she graduated? No, no longer a student. Uh, He has two daughters that are finished with school. His son is a freshman at the University of Cincinnati. And interesting, I wonder why his son is at Cincinnati. Um, I think, well, Urban played baseball at at, at UC. Mm. So it's kind of a legacy thing. Well, uh, is he playing baseball? He is. Okay, fine. Because uh, I, I do know, I'm pretty sure that as a employee of the university his son his son could well money's not obviously not an issue but his son could have played there at least walked on i'm sure the coach gave him opportunity to walk on at ohio state university but the legacy is important to people and, and that that speaks to something else i want to say that i can tell he's that kind of guy i don't know coach i've never i don't think i've ever met him um but i will say this i gained a tremendous amount of respect for him and what he feels about the Ohio State University's program. Because after the game, when they interviewed him about, you know, his feeling about the position that the team now found himself in, pretty much going to the Rose Bowl based the way, you know, the wins and losses played out over that weekend, you know, winning the Big Ten Championship, he was headed to the Rose Bowl. And... Even though he was hoping to get into the playoff, coach acknowledged, you know, hey, I'm ex-, he was excited about that. You know, he, he said, I grew up, you know, about 60 miles from this place, Astor Beulah, I think it is. And, uh, you know, growing up, you know, Archie Griffin, the Rose Bowl, you know, <laughs> that's what everybody was shooting for. And, and obviously that is pre-playoff football for colleges. So basically, the national champion was judged upon 
the information and the statistics to gather and the algorithm. Well, I don't even know how algorithms were. They probably were around, but they weren't part of sports at that time. But all the information and whatever the newspaper writers, the sports writers decided on who was the best team, they were the national champions. And so the grand date of them all was the bowl of which the Big Ten and the Pac-10 competed against each other. And, and for us, it was always whoever won the Big Ten went to the Rose Bowl. So first priority was if, you know, to get to the Rose Bowl, you got to win the Big Ten. And it's the granddaddy of them all. It's, it's the game you wake up on New Year's Day, you know, to watch the parade and, <laughs> and then watch the game. And because it was in California, it, you know, it was the last game. And, uh, you know, special to me, too, I remember as, as a kid, uh, one of the best Christmas presents in my life I ever bought my mom was, um, and you can could, you could appreciate this, Willie, uh, a floor model color TV. Right, right. You know, back in the day, that was it. If you had a floor model color TV, you know, <laughs> you, you know mm-hmm. that was something special. And, uh, and that's what I was able to get her. And I bought it for one reason, because I knew I'd already got a scholarship. I was going to Ohio State University, and I wanted my mother to watch us play in the Rose Bowl. And I didn't want to watch it on, you know, a little small TV. So uh, I sacrificed, and I, and I bought that. But thank God my mother got a chance to go to that Rose Bowl that we played in 1979 against USC and Marcus Allen and the boys. But, uh, but anyway, but, but, but I, I, I just wish uh, this being on Coach's bucket list, it being something special to him, man, what a way for him to go out. And probably winning, going out with a very impressive win. Uh, well, we know we're going to be in the top four. Uh, perhaps maybe when it's all said and done, I mean, well, I'm not going to say we'll be in the top four. Well, we could be based upon some teams losing. We could be in the top four. How, how far up do you think we possibly could move, Willie, if we, with a great showing of the last game? Uh, with a great showing against Washington, is. It's conceivable to get into the top four because you got to realize uh, one and four and two and three play, so those two are going to drop out. And then you got number five, uh, Georgia, playing. So yeah, we could we could possibly. George, but Georgia's not in the playoff games. Georgia, no, they're not. Right, they're on the outside too. So right, right. But so we would have to jump them to get into the top four yeah, as well. And, so. and I, I don't think we'll. Uh, Who is Georgia playing? Georgia is playing. One moment. I was actually have my. I, I really don't think. Uh, I think with an impressive win, I, I think we may be able to, perhaps maybe make a bigger jump than than Georgia. Uh, after all, you know Alabama, and I agree with them when they were considering the fact about Georgia being possibly being in. You know Nick, listen, I didn't, I didn't beat you twice. I shouldn't have to beat you three times. <laughs> you know that's uh, right. That's abusive. No, yeah, that, no, they that, shouldn't. Football abuse. Yeah, so, but but anyway, uh, regardless, I I'm hopeful that we could, uh, you know, perhaps maybe move up. Uh, maybe Georgia loses and, and and we don't. It's not even a concern. But uh, they so, played so, Texas. They played Texas in the Sugar Bowl. Yes. Okay. So so let, let, let's talk about it in terms of uh, what's at stake now. And uh, I, I think it was in, in very much. It was really impressive the way. Our offensive coordinator stepped in, took the reins, grabbed them by both horns, had the players prepared. Everything seemed to be an extremely, everything was in sync. Players performed well. And um, do you think that gives everybody a level of comfort now knowing that 
we've already seen our assistant coach coach and take charge? And without question. Okay. Without question, because uh, Gene Smith alluded to that in, in the uh, press conference earlier today when he was asked, um, why not do a national search versus promoting from within with uh, offensive coordinator Ryan Day? And he simply said, our program, the way it's built, does not need disruption. So, you know, he recognizes. And then and more than a few times throughout the press conference, both he and Urban mentioned how of a top-notch assistant coach, how of a, 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 a elite coach Ryan Day was. He's 39 years old. He's uh, been on staff, I believe it's his second year. And um, he has a strong, predig- a strong, strong pedigree. Uh, played quarterback at the University of New Hampshire for Chip Kelly. And we all know Chip Kelly's offense and his offensive philosophy and what he's done uh, in college football. He coached in the NFL, was quarterback coach uh, for the San Francisco, the San Francisco 49ers uh, prior to coming to Ohio State. And uh, one of the true up-and-coming uh, coaches, he actually had an opportunity to leave last year, last January, for a head coaching job. And the uh, move was made to entice him uh, financially uh, and um, promote him to offensive coordinator. He, he actually was quarterback coach, quarterback's coach last year. Uh, once uh, his name began to be tossed around for head coaching positions and also uh, offensive coordinator positions in the NFL, uh, his salary was actually doubled and uh, he was given the title offensive coordinator this year. So he's, he's, he's well-respected and well-regarded in, in coaching circles. So I know that they felt this was the best, uh, next best thing. Uh, once Urban decided to step aside and to uh, keep it in house and uh, promote uh, Ryan, they actually has a five-year contract. Um, so that kind of gives you an indication of the of the comfort they have with uh, with bringing him on and, and keeping him around. Well, you know, it's interesting because uh, I was listening to one of the big boy shows today, and, and I kind of heard them throw that term around a five-year contract. Now. A five-year contract, but a five-year contract as an offensive coordinator, not a five-year contract as, or has he already did a deal and he's now been escalated no. to? Okay, so it's a five-year contract as the offensive coordinator. No, he's that's the five-year contract as the head coach of the Ohio so, State University. Okay, so they already negotiated a deal for him already. Yes. Okay, so that took place in the, just since Urban ret- re- retired and boom, that happened already? Within the last 48 hours. Right. Okay. So th- this was something that, of course, uh, and I don't know. You know, after all, he does that that position that he holds, and that er- particularly, I'm talking the position that Urban holds, is a state position. Mm-hmm. He works for the state of Ohio. Mm-hmm. Okay. So does does the rules and regulation require that when filling a job? It has to go out, or do you have to? Has to be put. I mean, can you just do that? I'm quite sure there's obviously no whatever. Semantic. Well, yeah, there's something going on, and we don't always yeah. know. I'm happy. I, first of all, let me just say I'm happy. But I'm just wondering if, if indeed there there may be somebody out there that could be some issues, you know, because you have to, you know, there's there's protocol that has to be followed when it comes to that. We've already dealt with some stuff that we didn't handle the right way. So God forbid this becomes a problem. We got to take a break. We'll come back. Houston Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. We'll be right back. Go, go, 
passionate flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on The Voice America. Sports Channel. Have you got something to say about your favorite team? Or want to make a comment on recent news? Like us on Facebook and make your voice heard. The discussion is always continuing. Search for Voice America Sports. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. All right, you hear the music, you know the show. You listen to Way Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. Got my man Willie Gibson from the OHIO out there. And, uh, you know, Willie, we went to break and I had some questions about, you know, the process of which one is to um, fill a job that has been vacant by an executive uh, of the state of Ohio, of which the head football coach is the highest paid executive in the state of Ohio. So I'm certainly, who knows, just, just for BS, you know, somebody who, wants to be a pain in the butt could be but but let's keep everything on a positive note and that is the positive side of this thing is that ryan of course you and i feel i think we agree is the best fit for the job and even if it were to go public in terms of other people having the opportunity do you think there's anybody else out there that their name would be thrown into the hat and make some people go Mm, as my good friend Arsenio Hall would say back in the day, make you mm. Is there any name out there that might make us go mm? Besides yeah. Ryan Day? It, there's a couple. There's okay. a couple of names. Throw, throw them out uh, there. Go first, ahead. Let's talk about them. Yeah, first and foremost would be um, Matt Campbell from uh, Iowa State, current Iowa State head coach. Um, been at Iowa State the last few years. Prior to that, he was head coach at the uh, University of Toledo, Ohio guy. I seem to be getting. I, I seem to be getting a little break up there, Willie. I don't know if the uh, the folks out there listening are, but uh, can you hear me clearly? I can hear you now. Yes. Okay. Go, yes. go right ahead. Um. So we do. Like I said, uh, Matt Campbell. Matt Campbell, uh, head coach at the uh, at Iowa State University right now. Uh, prior to that, he was the head coach at the University of Toledo, uh, Ohio guy. Has the pedigree. 
um, he would be a name on the list. Another name, uh, Kyle Whittingham, uh, University of Utah. Uh, Utah is where uh, Urban Meyer has coached previously. Uh, Kyle Whittingham is a member of the Urban Meyer coaching tree. So those two names would pop out. But again, that being said, going back to what Gene Smith said in the press conference is, you know, this program did not need disruption. They did not need someone coming in here to blow it up and to keep the continuity of the program. I think Brian Day, I mean, Ryan Day, I mean, as I said, he's been a, a sought after coach for quite some time. I mean, he's worked with uh, JT Barrett last year. His work with uh, Dwayne Haskins this year um, is, is is well known, and he's very, very well regarded in uh, coaching circles. So I think he is uh, definitely a, a great choice and someone that is is, is uh, equipped to uh, take this program from uh, where, where Urban Meyer has built it to and uh, beyond. Okay, so let, let, let's take a quick you turn here, if you will, uh, because you, you spoke about uh, Gene Smith. And, and so it appears to me that uh, Gene is feeling a level of comfort that the program has returned back to a level of stability and that this whole thing with Urban, obviously, I guess that message would say to us that it had nothing to do with any of the riffraff that went on about the domestic issues Mm-hmm. And it had more to do with Urban's health because if not, uh, it may still be possible that there may be some disruption to come about, and it could be Gene could be the next fall, the next guy out the door. So obviously, uh, with that statement he made, it, it, he must have a feeling that uh, the board is okay, ready to move forward, um, one step back, two step forward, and. Um, Everything's okay. We back to being the university we were. Uh, we're going to make some change, some improvements. You know, support people who are dealing with those issues because you know. And it's it's interesting because the issue is being dealt with at Ohio State University, and it also is being dealt with at the National Football League level as well. And so, domestic violence, obviously, to some folks, even though because of the platform, I believe it gets more exposure that these kind of things exist within the ranks of employment. It's, it's, it's a universal problem. You can go from this country to other countries. You'll find out there's domestic violence going on everywhere. So it, mm-hmm. it's, it's an issue that people have and not just a sport has it. Would you agree with that? It's definitely it's definitely societal. I mean, I think anything that happens in sports is, again, a microcosm of society. So it, it certainly is a societal issue. And it's just more pre- it, it appears to be more prevalent and sports because you're dealing with a smaller sample size of 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 um, the population, and you get a lot more um, aggressive reporting of it. But you know that being said, and and that goes. I mean, we can take this a number of different ways of why we don't uh, elevate and place on pedestals athletes, coaches, things of that nature, because at the end of the day, they have basic human needs and basic human issues as everyone else does. So, um, yeah, it's definitely um, not more prevalent in uh, the sports arena. It's just, again, a societal issue that's magnified because of the sheer attention that that sports gets. Yeah, it's, you know, it's just... uh 
again, the, the numbers, if, if you look at it, there's a lot more people in, and I could pick any industry in the world that are faced with domestic violence, even the way it's addressed. Um, I guess I, I, I'm not defensive because I myself, I don't believe in it. Mm. Um, I'm certainly not taking the side of those who have done it. I have a young daughter who, are, you know, hopes to be married one day. I have a son. I hope he to be married one day. I, my children, let me just say that. I don't want my children involved in any aspect of it on the receiving eye or on the one who is the aggressor. So I just hope and pray. I don't want that anybody to happen to have to, anybody have to deal with that. But uh, certainly uh, I don't want it. There's no place for it in my family. So uh, let, let's uh, move forward. We can, you know, there's something else we need to talk about celebration. This is this, it's time to celebrate because. Dwayne Haskin has given us reason to celebrate. He was the first name that was mentioned last night from, by two dudes from Michigan, <laughs> I want to say that, uh, as a candidate for possibly winning the Heisman Trophy. Um, I know you felt good about him, Willie, at the beginning of the season. I'm going to ask you to go back and, and, and recap and think about as the season started and even the preseason coming into this, do you think when it was over with that we had a Heisman Trophy candidate as our starting quarterback? Um, I have to be totally honest with you. I knew we had a good quarterback that was behind JT Barrett. I honestly can't say I saw this. Mm -hmm. I can't say I saw, you know, 4,600 passing yards and 47 touchdowns. I, I can't say that. But I can't, you know, so no, I, I didn't, I can't say I saw a Heisman Trophy candidate, but I, I, I will say I did see uh, a good quarterback that I thought was coming in to, to uh, take the reins from JT Barrett. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. And, I, and I'm, I'm going to say this, and I can't believe I'm making this comparison, but I'm going to make this comparison. I, I when I watched Tom Brady play this past weekend, and of course, where he achieved, I mean, an outstanding outstanding uh, accomplishment of reaching a thousand yards after playing a thousand seasons <laughs> you say, know, is it? rushing you know <laughs> is it? Um, okay. but 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 I'm, I'm really just you know being a little okay. um, humorous but I, I when I see Dwayne Haskett I think a little bit of Tom Brady I mean because both of them are, are big dudes back there in the pocket and you would think they would have more athletic ability and that they could run their quarterbacks, you know, and the quarterback normally when we were kids is very athletic and probably played every position, but he was the best athlete. So he ended up being the quarterback when we were kids. And, and I see both of these dudes, man, and I'm thinking, wow, I just, you need a little bit more movement, you need a little bit more athletic ability, but they, they make, intellectually, they make the best decisions and then they throw the ball like quarterbacks. And I like this about this young man. Uh, and, and he like Tom with the exception and Tom has gotten better because I'll tell you this I can't tell you the last time I've seen Tom Brady's emotion the way it used to be let, let's say 10 years ago how emotional he was on the sidelines when he made a mistake or somebody made a mistake whenever there's Tom was very animated on the sideline mm. that has gone away now I mean even his his, his touchdown celebration of the of the head knocking, you know, he's even cooled that down a little bit more. But but I, but I can tell you that uh, you know Tom Brady probably is one of the most composed quarterbacks I've ever seen. You know, uh, coming into a game, you know, hopefully thinking you're going to get a win, uh, you know, with less than a minute or whatever. You know, it used to be 
everybody's talking about two minutes. You know, Tom broke that down. You don't you don't need two minutes. You know, a, a minute or maybe thirty seconds. <laughs> you know, and a couple mm-hmm. times out, and he can make something happen. So, but I, I see that kind of composure with Dwayne Haskins, and um, we're gonna take a break, and then we're gonna come back on the other side, and we're gonna talk about that because I I think this young man, I hope that he stays with us uh, for as, as long as he possibly can. And then he's got to go get his money. And we'll talk about that on the other side of the break. You're listening to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters, and we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m eastern time on the voice america sports channel have you become a member yet sign up now to become a member of voice america it's always free and easy plus you get to take advantage of some great member benefits get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels keep track of your favorite episodes shows and hosts in your own customizable library Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. All right, you hear the music, you know the show. You're listening to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix and living like a matter. Got my man Willie Gibson with me from the OH. And uh, Willie, we were, uh, you know, as, as we were closing out, I, I touched on a couple things uh, about college football. And uh, one thing that I wanted to come back and, and, and talk about is because uh, uh, Dwayne is, is Dwayne a redshirt freshman, which means he has been in college now for two years. Uh, redshirt sophomore. He's a redshirt sophomore, which means he's been in college for three years. So he really is eligible to be drafted this year. Is that right? He is. Okay. Um, what, what, what? What's your? What, he, we know he's going to play. 
Well, I'm not going to say that. But no, I, I am going to say that. Urban gave him his chance. He earned his chance. I'm sure he wants the coach to go out on a high note and he wants to perform extremely well. So even though he's an underclassman who's eligible, um, I don't foresee him being one of these guys who possibly could step away from this bowl game to protect his future career, although a few other guys have decided they're going to do it. Do you think there's a chance that Dwayne could possibly uh, could do that and decide not to play in the Rose Bowl? I do not. He's already addressed it uh, twice, uh, once Saturday night and then Sunday uh, during media availability after the, the uh, bowl announcement that he is playing in the Rose Bowl. Okay. Now, again, me personally, you know, the Rose Bowl is a granddaddy of them all. But, you know, what, you know, when I when I was a kid, I thought as a kid, you know, uh, I'm an adult now, you know, midlife. I'm, I'm looking at life and looking at things differently now. And as I look back on my career, or any young person who's, who's playing sports, you know, there are, there are certain advice I might give them might be a little different than, you know, what I did back in my days. And. I mean, I, I, that's, it's one of those things right now, really, I, I might stop and think if I was his parents or if I was his advisor, uh, depending upon, you know, what ranking they have him at on the boards, you know, pre-bowls, you know, pre-draft, is, is he ranked as the first quarterback on the board to come off the, come off the board? Uh, if um, he is, does he want to risk that? Yeah, he's some. Uh, I believe Mel Kuyper had him ranked as the number one quarterback on the board, number eleven overall. Uh, that's a lot of money. In the yep. event that something would happen, and, and as I said, he's not the most mobile quarterback in in the world. Now, uh, we, we we the closest we've seen to something like this affecting a person's draft status is the linebacker from Notre Dame a few years ago. Is that is that correct? And he, they played Jay, against us. And, and we Jalen Smith. Well, right. Yeah. And, and we hurt we, you know, injured the young man. And he dropped from a lottery well not a lot, we don't have lottery, but a top five pick or certainly a top ten pick to mid round, right? Yeah, second round. Second round. Second round. Okay. And and that's easily that's easy. I can tell you that's easy. Three, four, five, ten million dollars. In, in signing Without bonus. question. Without question. Okay. It, and and is, is, it, is, it worth, is it worth that? And I'm not so sure. I mean, I, I'm, I'm really struggling with this. I'm, I'm struggling with this because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm so pro-Ohio State and, 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 and I want Urban to go out on top, and, you know, and I want us to, to win the Rose Bowl. Um, but it's a chance that, you know, whoever our starting quarterback is going to be next year, he might get a chance to get in there and, you know, perform on a big national stage and do well and get us off to a good start. But, but you, do you let me ask you. Okay, you've heard what Dwayne has said. What do you think personally should have? You know, if it were, if you were in the position or you were advising someone, what would you say to them? Uh, <laughs> if I can use this term, scared money don't make money. I mean, it's you play this entire year. I mean, why play the season if that's the case? Uh, you know I, I believe I believe Mr. Bo well because he hasn't ha he he never had this season he had this year to get him in the position he's in now. So right. I would say if you're Mr. Boza who's already proven us okay okay right duh why play this season me you make an excellent point and Mr. Boza just gave you an example of something like you said why play this season that's what Mr. Boza said. Well, he's hurt. Yeah, he got hurt. And I mean now had he been cleared? No, but he's but, but he's, he's but he's but but he said. Even though he was hurt, once he 
you know, was healthy again, he wasn't coming back. Right. But here it is, what, December 4th, and he's still not healthy. He's still yet to be cleared. So that was, I think that was a determining factor. And I know that was a, de- a uh, determining factor as far as Nick Bosa. He wasn't going to be cleared until mid-December at the earliest. So at that point, there was no reason for him to stay. Uh, okay, but still, we've got uh, an example of the kid in, in Notre Dame. He was not hurt, but he played and he got hurt. And then we also right. have the kid coming out of Stanford, the running back who was not hurt, did not get hurt, got drafted high, healthy, mm-hmm. getting his money, you know. So, I mean, so, but but that's your opinion, taking all things into consideration. Scared Absolutely. money don't make money. Uh, I get that. But uh, at the same time, you know, you got to st- – Stop and think about that's ten million dollars, and um, and it could be. I mean, I you know it's, it's just there are more people taking these things into consideration, and I think you and I kind of you know talked about that off the air. So he would just be one of several other players that are making that decision not to play, because again, uh, and I think the bowl games are really going to be challenged now. I really do think in the future. I, I said this. I said I think I said this last year when we talked on the show, because you know they're meaningless football games to a lot of people. We're already talking about Ohio State possibly get you know moving up in the ranks, but they're certainly not going to be national champions. So mm-hmm. you know there are other people who are playing in bowl games, and it seems like everybody's got a bowl game nowadays. And, and that's just it, right? And that's just what I was thinking, and that's what I wanted to to interject. You got to look at who's sitting out the bowl games. I mean, they're not sitting out um, New Year's Six bowl games. I mean, you got you got. Oklahoma State that went six and six, they're running back sitting out the bowl game. You got Arizona State out there with you, your 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 guy, former teammate Herm Edwards, uh, his wide receiver declared for the draft, uh, Nikhil Henry. Uh, they're six and six. They're going to a bowl game. He's sitting out. So I mean, is it apples to apples? I don't necessarily think so. I mean, Dwayne Haskins is playing in a New Year's Day bowl, the granddaddy of them all, a New Year's Six bowl, the Rose Bowl. He's going to play. You know, so, I mean, the kids that are sitting out, like I said, they're, I mean, Michigan, uh, the defensive tackle was Sean Gary from Michigan, and now he's sitting out. Now, they are playing uh, in the Peach Bowl, the New Year's Six Bowl. So, uh, uh, Greedy Williams, the cornerback from LSU, uh, they're playing in the Fiesta Bowl against Central Florida. Um, he's sitting out. So, you had a couple New Year's Six Bowl guys, but for the most part, I mean, we're talking about what? 10 yeah, 12 yeah but uh but max but but again that's a number that far exceeds anything that we've seen before and and it's something i think that is, is you know trending and i think it's uh, it's going to become a norm and we're going to see more of that and at some point in time soon it's going to be you know, one of those heisman trophy candidates going to say no uh, for what for who for what you know it's a situation where um They've played their whole life for an opportunity, and now they find themselves in that position um, to get that paycheck and uh, and to get it. And 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 nowadays, it's uh, there's no stigma, you know, selfish or whatever. It's, it's a smart business decision for them to make. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I certainly am, am happy for them. So uh, so that's good. So let, let let's move on. Uh, well, I think there's a couple, few other things that we certainly want to try to get in before uh, the show, and certainly uh, you know with the. Uh, with the bowl games coming up and uh, uh, the Heisman Trophy, let's let's talk about the Heisman Trophy candidates real fast. Was there anybody that you thought that got left out that should have been there? No, no, they got it right. The, the so, three that are there are the three most deserving. 
And of those three, uh, how do you think the where you think the ball will land? The trophy will land. Let's say that. Uh, bias or unbiased? Uh, come on, man. We got to be unbiased. Of course, we know right. bias. Uh, All right. Well, you know, well, like I said, I mean, Kyler Murray. I mean, he's phenomenal. I mean, Tua uh, Tagovailoa. Again, without said, phenomenal. But to have the season that uh, Dwayne Haskins has had again. 4,580 yards, 47 touchdowns. I mean, he's rewritten uh, the Big Ten record book. I believe he's up to the 27 records that he set in this season alone. Um, I, I think, uh, I don't know on the national profile how high that he, they, they've they made him or he's, he's uh, risen, uh, but I think that is a season uh, worthy of, of the Heisman Trophy, so I, I would I would go with Dwayne Haskins if I had the vote. I, I think if if there's if it were these three guys and it was three different years that all three of them would win Heisman trophies. The fact that they've done this all in the same year is unimaginable. It's never happened before. Uh, and, and I think uh, the one thing that makes the, the kid Murray so special is that he's also run for so many yards. You know, he is a quarterback, but at the same time, he may be the one the most handicapped going into the draft uh, when his time comes because of his size. Uh, but then you got guys like, you know, Russell Wells- Westbrook. Uh, I'm sorry, Russell Westbrook, you know. Uh, we got uh, Russell, who is uh, Wilson. out there in uh, Seattle, who's, you know, having making sure that we don't forget about the small quarterback, you know, mm-hmm. and that we can embrace him. Because you got linemen that, you know, it's hard to throw the ball over these big dudes, man. Well, Kyler Murray, he's kind of in a unique position because he's already been drafted uh, number nine. He got four point eight. The and did he? Did, and did he get the money? He got the money, four point five million dollars. I don't understand. See, I don't understand that. I, I don't. I, I really do not understand it's that. A whole another show, right? It sure Trust is, me. man. There's something that's wrong with that. You know, he got yeah. the money. When did he get drafted? He got drafted, uh, and the baseball draft is in June. So he, so he, so he had the money this whole season in his pocket, in his bank account. Yes. <laughs> and now the, the now the question is, there have been some reports that he's having second thoughts, that he wants to play football. The, the agreement was, um, to just give the backstory. story, he, he also played, he plays baseball at Oklahoma, and right. he... He was drafted number nine overall by the Oakland A's in right. the Major League Baseball draft. He signed a contract, $4.5 million signing bonus with the agreement. The A's gave their agreement that he could play one more year of college football and then join the A's farm system. Well, now reports are that he's having second thoughts, that he may want to stick with football full time. Now, he's already received this $4.5 million signing bonus. So it'd be interesting to see how that plays out in the future uh, if he returns the money and stays with football, returns to Oklahoma, or does he actually report to the A's at the end of the football season? That's very interesting. It's going to be a lot, like you said, that's a, that's a whole other show. We need to address that. But right now we're going to take a break and we're going to come back on the other side. You listen to Real Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix and living like it matters, and we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. 
Racers and Rental Cars is the program for wannabe pro racers and those interested in the racing profession and automotive industry. Join hosts Cameron Ferre and Don O'Neill as they take you behind the scenes with previews and review for race day. It's about the business as well as the fun. We've got the scoop, the guests, the discussion, and the WTF moments. All you need to do is bring your ears. Racers and Rental Cars heard every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. All right, you hear the music, you know the show, you listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. Every time we get to talk about those uh, lost opportunities for individuals to earn a living, Willie, it makes me think about Darnell Autry, who um, was a theater major, I believe, at Northwestern University, and who was trying out for the part that Jamie Foxx ended up getting in the movie Any Given Sunday. And uh, mm-hmm. Darnell was uh, not permitted by the, univer- by the NC2A to uh, participate so I think think he took him to court he may have won but uh, in the end I think they, they for some reason or other, they felt that Darnell Archery did not look like a person that could be a football player and that perhaps maybe Jamie Foxx looked more like a football player than Darnell Archery did <laughs> so uh, that's kind of funny but uh, certainly that, that, that whole issue is another show and you and I both agree with that and we're going to have to do that uh, one day soon, but uh, speaking of the, uh, the bowl games, real fast before we uh, before we get out of that, um, any one of those games that you uh, think looks real good to you? Um, I like the for whatever reason the Alabama Oklahoma game because you have the high powered Oklahoma offense against that stout. Alabama defense, and it'd be interesting to see. Now, first of all, conversely, Oklahoma's defense is um, not the best. They're ranked 111th in the country. Um, but I'm I'm interested to see Kyler Murray going against that Alabama defense, and Nick's giving Nick Saban uh, three weeks to prepare a defensive scheme to stop Kyler Murray. That'll be interesting to see. Uh, which Murray hasn't been stopped all year, so uh, that that that's going to be something. Uh, let, let's let's talk about the fact that uh, that game uh, we haven't had a chance to address that. Uh, talk about a movie that you could not think of a better script. Does Jalen have a movie script just waiting for some film director, some movie producer to come to him and say, "Hey, man, can we write your can we write your oh, story?" <laughs> you know, to, who would ever think that? He gets injured in a national championship game, steps out, young man steps in, wins the game, and just the reverse happens the very next year. And 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 two games, well, a game that would that would decide if they go to the playoffs or not. One was the championship, and the other was decide if they would, you know, make it to the playoffs. Uh, that's a great story, and it, it seemed to me it seemed to be a genuine affection that the two have for, and respect that they have for each other. And and, but, and and they show the parents, you know, in the stands and stuff like that. And it just, you know, it's uh, it's one of those things that it happens in sports. Very few other places does does it happen. But we know that it's next man up. Anybody could be injured at any time. You you want the team to win, so you're always rooting for the next guy. 
you know, uh, is different if it's a if it's a competition thing. It may be kind of hard to kind of hide, you know, suffocate those feelings if it's just a competitive thing. But once it's an injury thing, you know, hey, man, go in there, you know, get it for the fellas. And uh, mm -hmm. that that's just great. So, uh, well, we know Jalen's going, you know, he, he has no choice but, you know, to enter into the draft this year. Am I correct? I mean, because... No, he has he has years available. He says eligibility remaining. Yeah, but I mean, but really, is he? You know, you got you got two who's up for the Heisman, and right. But so, no, he, he a graduate transfer. He graduates this month from the University University of Alabama, so he still has ability to transfer as a graduate transfer. Yeah, but Jalen had Jalen had the chance to do that this year, and he didn't transfer. Right, but he wants to he wants to have his degree from the University of Alabama, okay. and he thought he still could battle and get the job back, but. That being said, he still can. He graduates this month and still has uh, the ability to transfer as a graduate transfer and be uh, eligible immediately. Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. Yeah, that's what that's what Russell did. Well, yeah, a couple. Of, I mean, that's that's like the involved thing now that you know you you leave one school. Joe, Joey Burrow did that at Ohio State. He left graduated graduated from Ohio State. He knew Dwayne Haskins was in trench chairs to start. So did he graduate for LSU? Yeah, LSU, yeah, but but uh, the success to the next level. I mean, Russell's Russell's kind of it. That stamp right there. That's that's the that's the Russell Wilson. <laughs> you know, you make it happen mm -hmm. like that. But but I'm happy for the, uh, the fellas. I I hope they can get a chance to prolong their career, get in, take a couple more snaps on the field, man. Because it's nothing like taking those snaps on the field. So uh, let's move on then. Okay. So what I certainly wanted to, before the show was over, I didn't want to. I uh, have a chance to let you get away with it without giving me a couple comp com comments. Of course, uh, Baker, I believe Baker got a little humble this week, but I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on that. But uh, there were some things going on in the NFL with Kareem Hunt and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, another, you know, black eye for for football, for sports. Um, but the Kansas City Chiefs, they prevail without mm -hmm. him, although, you know, he's one of the best players on their teams. Uh, on the team, and uh, and they prevail without him. And uh, interesting enough, that the National Football League has not interviewed him, and they said it's still it's a prolonged process. And so maybe they haven't. Instead, of he he's not one of the first people they went to. They're going to wait a little while before they get around to interviewing him. But he said they had never interviewed him. Uh, I find that to be very interesting. Um, but uh, the can, the can pack, I speak to that? yeah, please do. Go, please go right to it. Go right ahead. All right, a couple of things. One, and to echo your sentiments from earlier, there's absolutely no reason ever, 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 ever as a man to put your hands on a woman, ever, in a violent way. Never, never. I have two daughters. It will have, it'll be repercussions <laughs> if that were to ever occur, and I'll leave that there. Um, but it's interesting. The NFL didn't get around to interviewing him yet. A couple of things. One, this happened in, in uh, February. It's now December. They haven't interviewed him. They haven't interviewed the young lady that's involved. Who have they been interviewing or talking with the last 10 months? And I, don't, I truly believe had this video not surfaced, because it, there's reports that the NFL told the Chiefs, stop trying to get the video. And it's like, well, well NFL, what what have you been doing the last 10 months if you hadn't had the video you stopped trying to get the video you haven't talked to the alleged aggressor you haven't talked to the alleged victim what have you been what have you been investigating for the last 10 months well there's three letters out there that um that come to mind that make uh that certainly 
makes me think that the NFL should think that they should always try to get what other video, whatever video is ever or possible ever to be out there because TMZ is that's their business. There you go. That's their business. That's what they do. So you 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 should be right on top of that. How did how did they get it? Well, oh, we they, know they pay. They, they, pay. they, they, they pay. They 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 exactly. they they pay for it. We they know. get it. Uh, it's 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 the story for them. It, it makes their place the place for everybody to go to get information, and and it just blows everything up. So you know you you should get ahead of the, the ball if you can, knowing that they're going to get it. And 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 what really is embarrassing for the NFL now is because now there is reportedly a total of three incidents of which he's been involved in. Right. Uh, that has something to do with, with questions of his character uh, and uh, perhaps maybe some anger management issues. Uh, but obviously, a young man has some issues. He's talked about, you know, maybe some things need to be addressed and uh, he needs he needs some help, you know. And uh, I don't know what more people want to see from somebody like that. You know, you, you if you sometimes people need help and they don't want help and won't take help. Then there are people out there that say, I need help. And I'm, I'm, I'm willing to go get help. And I don't care if it's because, you know, yeah, you're going to take his money or you're going to take his career away or whatever. If he wants help, he recognizes that he needs help. I'm for him. Let him get help because he, he damn sure does need help because you're right. You know, we, I grew up with a sister. You know, I, I remember one time me and my sister had uh, something and I didn't really I didn't hit her. I pulled her and made her twist her ankle. And uh, but it just broke my heart. I just couldn't believe that, you know, my sister was crying because I had hurt her ankle, twisted her ankle, whatever it was. But uh, it, it's one of those things where, you know, it's uh, just no room for it. And I agree with you 200 percent. So, uh, man, Willie, time goes so fast, man. It's uh, it's that time. So uh, we're going to have to catch up again. Next week. Glad my Eagles did their thing. It looks like the Cowboys and the Eagles are going to be the game to watch this week. And, yes, uh, and uh, we'll see if Baker can rebound from uh, what happened to him last week. But uh, thank you for um, listening, those of you who have been listening. And, of course, Willie, thank you for joining me. you listen to Rail Sports on the Voice America Network. My man, Willie Gibson. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. And I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. you for spending this hour with Ray Ellis Sports. We hope that you've enjoyed today's conversation. For more information and to write Ray, visit RayEllisSports.com. That's RayEllisSports.com. Be sure to join us again next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Sports Channel.